Hey Juno. Hi. What uh, musical are we talking about today? I'm not even going to bother singing this. Matilda. Because weirdly, they don't sing Matilda at any point in the show, do they? That's weird. Anyway, we're talking about Matilda, which we saw hmm, ages ago, like maybe 2018 or something. You were quite little, weren't you? Yeah. When it came on tour. I we didn't saw really it. get certain bits of it, but now I do. We saw it on tour at the Alhambra in Bradford, and then we saw it in London. You might have seen the new film of it, which is like nearly exactly the same. Yes. So we've seen the film a couple of times, and then we saw it again at the Cambridge Theatre in London last week. Because I'm doing the plot synopsis this time, I'm going to make it a bit more detailed. Okay. Yes, I am. That's fine. Um, it helps me to look at the songs so I can think what, order stuff happens in everyone i would imagine everyone who listens to this is going to have read the book or seen the old film with the, mara wilson no in, songs in the danny devito one yeah the, or they'll or, have seen the show or, or they'll the film. know the song naughty yeah because everyone knows so that. the chances are most people will be aware of the plot won't they yes you but the so. musical is a bit different yeah go on do it hit me with your best plots yeah. i'm not gonna do the thing with miracle because that's not part of the plot so okay. There's a girl called Matilda. <gasps> Spoilers. <sighs> Sorry. And her parents, they're obsessed with telly. And they're, they're like mean to her because she loves books. And they've like forgotten to send her to school or something. And their dad is convinced that he always says, he always calls her boy. And she's like, I'm a girl. Because he was like, what? You mean my son is a girl? And the doctor was like, no, I mean, your daughter is a girl. And he was like, hmm. He just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't see how this could have um, happened. And he like rips up one of her books or something from the library. The Grapes of Wrath, I believe. Crime. And then... It's a very upsetting scene. Then she mixes some of her dad's hair stuff with her mum's hair stuff. Then her dad puts the stuff on and it makes his hair go green. We know that stuff. And then, so she goes to school... But it turns out that the head teacher of this school is the Trunchbull and she's very mean. She's a psychopath. Yeah, and she used to throw the hammer. There's this girl called Amanda Threp who has pigtails and she's like, what have I told you about pigtails? And then she like swings around and she goes over a fence and she's okay. She doesn't... She survives the ordeal. Yeah. So Matilda's teacher is called Miss Honey and she's really nice. She's kind of scared of Miss Trunchbull, which you find out why later. She works out Matilda is super smart. So she um, goes to Miss Trunchbull and says, I think Matilda, who is in year one, should be moved up to be with the 11-year-olds. Miss Trunchbull's like, what? It is quite a crazy suggestion, yeah. to be fair. Like, she's just taught this kid for, like, literally five minutes. <laughs> and I feel like... She can do want, her two times stables. You'd need, like, a little bit more data to justify moving up. Although, like, popular culture does suggest that moving up a year is something that happens all the time because this has just been in an episode of Modern Family as well, hasn't it? So it does give the impression that everyone's just moving up a year. Then it turns out there's this place called the Chokey. <gasps> Which is where you go if you've been naughty. I'm just naming songs. And what's the chokey? So I was going to say that before you mocked my synopsis. So the chokey is like this box. It's not really clear where it is. Because in the new film, it's like in the woods. It's like in Miss Trunchbull's office in the old yeah. film. It doesn't mention I think it in, in the, the book, musical. I think in the book it's meant to be in the office. But you don't actually see the chokey, do you, in the show? No. It's just like a kind of mythical thing. And so there's this boy called Nigel who runs out and he's like, Miss Trunchbull thinks that I put treacle on her chair, but I didn't because someone else did it. And then there's something about them hiding under the jackets and Matilda kind of saves him. So she becomes like this hero with yeah. the other children, doesn't she? So while she's under appreciated at home and the trunchbull says she's a gangster <laughs> um, in amongst all of that you've got the fact that the other kids really respect her and yes. obviously miss honey straight away recognizes her potential yeah. that like no one in her family seems to care about and then miss honey goes to see mrs wormwood to see if she like what why does she go just to like i think to try and get them on side i think she goes to see the parents to try and get them to say oh yeah we do want yeah. her to move up because um, then they could go and see the trunchbull about it as well because she's too yeah. scared to kind of try and push it further isn't she yeah but um mrs wormwood is 
in like a ballroom dancing thing and she's with, with this guy called Rudolfo and at the end like he goes to Spain with them he or runs something. Away with them, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why. That we're not jumping that far. Too far. Too far. And she like shows to Miss Honey she doesn't care, doesn't she? Yeah. But, like she doesn't respect Miss Honey at all because they just like don't value intelligence. Yeah. You chose books, I chose looks. That's what she says, isn't it? Yeah. And I chose books. What are you doing? I'm just trying to press my sock around. It's like going right to the wrong side of my foot. Okay, you do that. I'm just, you know, while you're getting on with your business, let me deal with mine. Let me carry on with mine. And then in the next bit, Miss Trunchbull is like, Matilda, you ate a slice of my chocolate cake. And she's like, what? I did not do that. And then you hear this really loud burp and you're like, it's it's Bruce. Bruce Bogtrotter. Yes. And then he has to eat a whole chocolate cake and everyone gets kept after school. I remember this because in the, it doesn't mention it in the new film or the musical or anything. But In the old film, she gets home from school really late, doesn't she? Yeah. And they're like, where have you been? And she's like, Miss Trunchbull forced a boy to eat a cake. And they're like, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> Stop talking over the telly. And then that's the end of the first half, isn't it? So this whole cake related drama. Oh, ah. That's what they do. At the end of the song. Dramatic. Yeah. Then the start of Act 2, you don't really know if it's like begun yet because there's yeah, this a weird song. one, isn't it? Um, Mr. Wormwood thinks that he's really smart because of telly. And, and um, sings a song about it. Yeah. Then there's a nice song that I think people probably know. And they're all saying that what they want to do when they grow up and they misinterpret what happens when you grow up because they think they're going to eat lots of sweets. Are we, we're going to talk about songs, aren't we? Case is true. <laughs> And stay yeah, when out I grow late up, and watch TV till your eyes go square. When I grow up is producer Matt slash daddy. <laughs> like the story He's of like, his life, isn't it? When I grow up and like you I have grown eat up. eat sweets every day. Yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> anyway, oh, so that's not really part of the plot, is it? It's just like a not, nice song. I've forgotten to mention stuff. Well, we'll talk and about, then, we'll go back through it when we talk yeah. about songs. And it's not a song though, so I'll forget. And so she goes to the library a lot and there's the really nice librarian, Mrs. Phelps. Which is, this is invented for the musical, isn't it? This wasn't in Mrs. Phelps, I yeah, don't think is in the book. Or like her role and all the stuff that happens is, is different. So if you haven't seen the musical, this bit is is mm. new. She's coming up with this story about how there was an acrobat and an escapologist that like fell in love and they got married. And then they were really famous and they really wanted a child, but they didn't have one yeah they couldn't they couldn't get pregnant yeah and because they were so sad they like did more and more dangerous things and then they were going to do this really dangerous one then mrs phelps like what happened next and she's like i don't so the story like comes to matilda in in fragments doesn't it and then she tells a bit to mrs phelps every day and the story gets more and more elaborate yeah and then she goes back and they're about to do this i'm gonna try and get it right i'm I'm gonna try and name it the thing that it's called the <laughs> burning woman hurling through the air with dynamite in her hair over sharks, sharks and spiky objects caught by the man in the cage. Something like that. It's got a very like cumbersome title. Yeah. And there's this whole thing about how astronauts went to see it. Yeah. And then at the start, there's this whole thing about how they can't do it. And it's because she's pregnant. Yeah. And everyone's happy. Except... The evil stepsister, huh? Huh? Who's, um, (laughs) I think she's just an evil sister, though, in the musical. I think in the film they made her a stepsister to account for the fact that Lashana Lynch and Emma Thompson don't look very alike. So the evil stepsister had, like, paid for everything. Contracts! Yes. A contract is a contract is a contract. Yeah, and she said they had to do it. So they did, and it... It kind of worked, but then at the end, he dropped her. Yeah, the escapologist drops the acrobat. And then she breaks, like, every bone in her body. Except the ones at the ends of her little fingers. So she, like, dies just after giving birth. Yeah, she lives just long enough to have the baby. Yeah. Um, And then dies. Yeah. So this is sort of like a fairy tale story that's, like, bubbling away under the surface. This is like a while later and then the escapologist never blamed the evil stepsister for what happened. Well, he kind of dialed out, didn't he? So after his yeah. wife died, it's like he's not really been she, The evil stepsister's there. always been jealous of the acrobat. So she's been left in charge of the, the little, little girl. girl. End of podcast. And she's... <laughs> the end. And yeah. So, and she's like getting like abused by her or something. The little girl's and, getting abused by the... Yeah. 
and evil she says stuff like clean the floor and I'll be nice but then she's not nice and she just makes her do more cleaning and yeah. stuff are you going to explain the reveal of like where all this story's yeah. building up to so then they have this session of phys ed which is physical education what's phys ed after that well Miss Transport the, goes completely yeah, loopy doesn't she she goes completely mad and she says the thing she's about she's mad um, I just enjoy quoting this show like a carnival freak with a parrot called Zeke who can fold paper hats with his mind and yeah, she she's, goes crazy and yeah, she's like she's, nay, nay. she's not really uh, in the moment afterwards um, she like gets a new in her pants or because something. Lavender who is Matilda's best friend yeah. as she proclaims lots of times she's set it up hasn't she so she has found a newt yeah, in the film it's, it's her pet newt but in the show she's just found this newt and, and she puts it in the film, jug they got it in like yeah it's someone's stream. job to get a jug of water for the trunch ball and she's and like I'll do it she gets the newt in her knickers there's a newt in my knickers yeah she says it loads of times and she? then she runs away then they all go home except Matilda because she works out she has this power yeah she manages to tip the cup of water so the, the magical she, powers yeah, thing doesn't turn can, up until really late in the show yeah, does it she can tip the cup of water up and like she tipped it up so that the water like went spill and uh, and the newt went on oh yeah, yeah. and Miss um, Honey's like whoa mate come back to my house well let's have a cup of tea in the film, her in the new film, her powers are a lot stronger. But yeah. in the old film, she can't do it. No, in the old film, she, she needs, can't like call it up on demand, like, can she? It happens when she's angry. Yeah, but I don't think that's really like the point of it in the old film. We'll talk about this once we've got through the plot because um, we can talk about so the differences. So she's like, mate, come back to my house. Totally um, normal yeah. thing. It, like, children, if your teacher says, come back to my house for a cup but, of tea. Well, just, she knows that her parents yeah, aren't going to Just care. Like, make sure that some, a responsible grown-up knows where you are. That's all I'm saying. Like, it's, a, it's a little bit shady. She knows that her parents aren't going to care. Yeah, that's true. So what happens is her house is like a small shed. It's like a shack in the woods, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's a joke in it where Matilda comes in and says, are you really poor? Do teachers, or she, or she says like, teachers really don't get paid a lot when you can tell who in the audience at that time is a teacher because there's a certain laugh. You. That goes along with that line. And Miss Honey actually doesn't get, even the money she does get paid as a teacher, she, she doesn't, doesn't get to get keep it. any of it. Because... So the acrobat always used to have, like, a white, shiny scarf. Yeah. And Miss Henny, she's got this white, shiny scarf. She's not the acrobat, by the way. So she, like, puts the scarf on Matilda while she's singing a song about her life. Yeah, and Matilda's like, where did you get this scarf from? Because, like, she's... It's been in her story. Yeah. And she's like, I got it from my father, who was it? And she's like, an escapologist. And she's like, how did you... And then, because she doesn't... She thinks it might have just been a lucky guess. Then she's like, and my mother gave it to him, and she was... Matilda's like, she was an acrobat. And Miss Henny realises it can't be like a lucky guess now. And she's like, how do you know that? And then she's like, so I wasn't just making up the story. It's actually your life. And then she works out that the evil aunt. she says, who's your evil aunt then? And she's like, well, the thing is, my aunt is... And then she's like, Miss Trunchbull! It's the Trunchbull, which I'd like... Is that a big reveal? I don't know, because I've like had this story in my life since I was like five. So to me, it's just like one of those things you just know, like the earth being round. You wouldn't realise, though. But do you think that is like a big shock? But in the new film, it's actually quite obvious because... Because you see her, don't you? It's her doing it. And she holds the thing. You can see her and she says, a contract is a contract is a contract. Yeah, they signal it a lot more clearly, don't they, in the film? But then later in the thing, she says something when she's actually like Miss Trunchbull and not in Matilda's story. And she says, a promise is a promise is a promise. And Matilda's like... Yeah, they do make it a lot clearer, don't they? Like, I think it is more of a reveal in the stage show. So then you get the really big... So they, she knows that the Trunchbull's been really horrible to Miss Honey as well as like terrorising the school. So you get this whole really satisfying bit at the end where Matilda does that sort of iconic thing she that she does in the, the book. She does in the film where she controls the chalk and the chalk is a message from, well, she makes out like it's a message from the Miss Honey's dad. Who's called Agnes. And who, Magnus. Magnus. Agnes is a girl's name. I didn't know. Um, and then... What from what I was saying, I couldn't see the M. Uh, yeah, we were sat all the way like, to the side. Agnes, you know, Agnes this is interesting. Um, yeah, so, so she writes the message and she's like, give my Jenny her house back. And then her name's the trench guys runs away. And then at the end, <laughs> so at the end of the film, <laughs> like 
what was what was quite interesting. So in the show, but we'll talk about differences. But in the right. show, everyone's celebrating. Yay, we've got rid of the trunch ball. Miss Honey's going to run the school. It's going to be really fun. And then Matilda's parents turn up and they're like, come on, we're running away to Spain. And it's because all the way through, her dad's been doing some dodgy dealings by selling cars where the he's like, parts yeah, are. rubbish cars where he's doctored the mileage. So it looks like they're really new and they're not. And he's been selling them. And it's quite amusing because when we've seen it before, he's been selling them to the Russian mafia. And then when we saw it last week, they've changed it to the Bulgarian mafia, haven't they? And obviously, that's a, I'm assuming that's because of the war. I thought they might. And it's just like, it's not funny to poke fun at Russians anymore. I don't know. I wonder how a Bulgarian person would feel about this. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, cheers, guys. And then Matilda, Miss Honey says, I'll take her. And her parents are like, oh, all right then. <laughs> and her mum's just like fundamentally not bothered. In the film, Matilda has like adoption papers in her bag. Like yeah, and film. she's like had them with her for years. Um, she likes carried the she photocopied them at the library didn't she it's all weird because she's like just just take me I don't care yeah she doesn't have any and adoption then papers. They live happily ever after. Yeah. And that's the plot. Bye. Should we talk about the differences between the different versions before we go into the songs? So obviously, like in the original book of Matilda and the the, the film from when was it? The nineties, must be in the nineties, the Danny DeVito one. You don't get any of this stuff with the, the acrobat, acrobat and the escapologist. That's all completely added in for the show. I think that they changed the musical because of the new film. Yeah, so we're we, referring to it's the old film, the new film, and the main musical. We, yeah, it's confusing because obviously this, and I think it's it's a weird one because like people my age and a bit older and also like even people your age grow up reading Matilda so the book of Matilda was like a really important thing to me when I was a kid and the story and it, they don't say this in the newer versions in the musical it's not this but in um, the book <laughs> like me in the last episode the idea is she gets these powers because she's not using enough of her brain because she's so incredibly smart and the work that she's doing at school and everything in her life, it's not challenging her enough. And once she gets moved up to year six, she loses the powers, she loses the powers because she Doesn't is being it. academically challenged. And as like quite a precocious child, I really related to this. I really related to this and thought, oh, I too probably have got telekinetic powers, telekinipsis, as it is called in the new film. Because I'm not being sufficiently challenged at school either. I've finished my PLP book four because I was annoying like that. And I actually genuinely did think I should be able to move stuff with my mind. I'd finish a worksheet (gasps) at school and then sit there trying to move my pen. I'm just saying that this is a story that has meaning in my life. Another difference, something very small, but in the new film, the musical film there's this thing about in the classroom where there's something like it in the musical but it's not the same and on the board there's all this maths and Nigel he's one of the people in the class he's like Miss Honey my head hurts and he looks like he's gonna cry he's like allergic to maths or something Miss Honey's like Nigel it's okay deep breath in deep breath that kid is in the cast in the in the West End at the moment isn't he but we didn't see him is he playing Bruce so he just knows all the parts what a a legend what a talented child Juno would have been well we saw Eric didn't we so the kid who plays Eric in the film we saw him last week so that was exciting the magic stuff so in the Mara Wilson film so the film from the 90s with the Danny DeVito one she uses her powers doesn't she in kind of cute ways like she there's that bit where she's like conducting stuff in her living room I'm sort of acting it out now yeah and like makes pancakes and stuff and you don't get any of that in the musical because like we've said the powers only turn up really really late to be honest when we saw it last week I was thinking have they forgotten about the powers because they just don't appear and it does seem like quite random don't you think yeah from the fact that they just turn up literally with like 20 minutes to go it's really odd so I do find that quite strange if you've seen the film of Matilda the musical but not the actual stage show then there are some bits in it that don't feature in the film like all the truth like the songs that her parents sing so Telly and Loud which are the songs that the Wormwood parents sing and they're not in the film and the other th- I was going to say something this else this little girl yeah oh yeah okay not so in. some of the Miss Honeys they've basically taken away like grown up stuff <laughs> and there's Boring. also in the film the new film which I thought was really really interesting was Reveal when your- Matilda I'm going to tell you when Matilda's doing all the stuff about the escapologist after his wife's death is this the musical he- or the film in the music, the film of the musical, so okay. the one that came out last year. Yeah. When he finds out that the stepsister's been abusing his daughter, yeah. he drives off. And as he's driving away, there's like a 
tin can or something that crumples and it's the same thing where Matilda's powers first appear in the film yeah, like a bin she, well, a metal she's... bin gets crushed and it's like it yeah. gives you the idea that he had he had the powers yeah but because like Mr Wormwood has like thrown her in her bedroom which is like the the same thing that happens you call it, so top oh, of the, your attic. House, the attic I was going to call it the cellar or the, the basement cellar, the cellar but at the top of the, the house the upper basement the I don't upper know basement. and then um, <laughs> and she like talks about the story and then when she's finished with the story because you see like it as it's happening yeah. you don't just see her telling the story yeah because in the show that's all it is isn't it it's her but like standing on a box in the, in the library yeah but it's yeah. not as kind of Im- no. it's, you don't see it as clearly they do don't you? like talk and if they're talking she talks with yeah. them because it's like what they said and after that you see the crumpled bin and there's this whole thing about how he never came back and I don't know why she would think that the stepsister like killed him. Well, I think that is what happened. But how? I don't know. But that's the suggestion that you're given, isn't it? Yeah. That because the she yeah, says that I he killed himself. Happened. But she's always been suspicious about they that. They don't say that in the new film. They only say that in the old film about how he killed himself. In it's the old mentioned. film as well, they do all that stuff where like Matilda goes to the house to take Miss Honey's doll. Yeah, and like and the that's not in the musical or in the film. So there are quite a lot of differences. What's your favourite version of it? The musical? I think the new film. Uh, rather than the stage show? Because in that, there's no adults playing children and <laughs> there's, there's this whole thing in the musical about how Matilda's meant to be five and the person playing her is, like, older than me. I think she's meant to be older than five, though, because... They say something about her being five. Five is when you're supposed to start school. Like, the term, the year you turn five is when you're meant to start school. And in the book and the original film... She's like, I'm seven and her parents just haven't sent her to school yet. So I do think the whole age thing has been mixed up a bit. Yeah. I think maybe I agree about the film version because there's some of the stuff that I don't like in the show that they've got rid of. Like, for example, I do not like the song Loud. And you don't... it annoys me. And I don't like... Shall I say my thing about Miss Trunchbull? Yes. So in the stage show, and I'm not really sure what the reasoning is for this, but the Trunchbull is played by a man. So all the times we've... I'm assuming this is just what happens in all versions of the show. Or each time we've seen it, it's been a man playing the Trunchbull. And I am not a fan of this, but I don't really understand why they do it. Like, Emma Thompson plays the Trunchbull in the new film... And she is quite terrifying. Not like in real life. Oh, no, not in real life. Emma Thompson, I think, is delightful in real life. And I'm not a fan of it because I just don't really understand. There's not a reason for it. Like, I feel like the Trunchbull, if it's a a woman playing her, she's just as menacing. And if we sort of have this idea that, like, women aren't supposed to be that strong and that there's something kind of awful about how she is because she's a woman, then that makes her more of a villain. So it's more interesting. And also, I just, I'm not really keen on this idea that... You put a man in a dress and it's instantly funny. I think that's really like a regressive attitude. You know, obviously you've got like on the other end of the scale, you've got kinky boots, which is about drag queens being absolutely fabulous and like living their best life. And that's a celebration. Like the people in that show who mock the characters for putting dresses on, they're wrong. Like they're the villains and they come round to it at the end and get redeemed because they accept it. Whereas in this, and it's the same in Hairspray, you know how Tracy's mum is played on stage by a man in a dress. And I just, I'm not a fan of this idea that a man wearing a dress is just inherently meant to be funny. I just think it's, I don't really get it. I suppose, is it like a pantomime dame sort of thing? But I've just, anyway, I'm not a big fan of it and they don't do it in the film. So I'm happier with that. Right, do you want to talk songs? Yeah. So, the songs in Matilda are written by Tim Minchin, who is a literal genius. Very clever um, songs. Like, they're insane. Like, they're some of the best lyrics that you're going to hear in There's a musical. There's a really clever rhyme in Matil- in Miracle. The one about, doesn't it, some kind of miracle of calculus, doesn't something render each one unmiraculous un- or something? Is it that one? Yeah. It's just genius. Like, he's a right wordsmith, Tim Minchin. I love him. His um, song White Wine in the Sun, which I listen to every Christmas, it makes me cry. He's very clever. Right, Juno, do you want to talk? Should we talk through some of the songs then? Maybe not all of them. But not, to be fair, there's not that many, are there? We don't have to talk about, like, some of them. Okay, well, let's I talk about Miracle. I think we can talk to all of them, like, except... So the show, the show begins the with a song that is partly not really about the plot of the show, yeah, but not. partly it is because you see Matilda being born in it. 
Not like graphically. <laughs> Don't worry. So miracle starts with children who aren't miracles. Who are children? Who are like, my mummy says I'm a miracle. So it's all about parents, but being who like, like spoil their brats. children and parents who like indulge their children and think their children are amazing and the best people that ever lived. Obviously, I watch that and I'm like, gosh, that's terrible that all those parents think that their child's the best person that ever lived. And then I look at Gina <laughs> and I'm like, genuinely the best person. Do you think I'm one of those parents? Yeah. Okay. Please don't comment on if you do. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> There'll be some people who know us listening to this and being like, wow. This is the same reason she doesn't like Belle in Beauty and the Beast. It's just like, oh, I'm so clever. I read books and I'm I better like than her, everybody I like else. I Emma Watson as her. <laughs> it's just, we weren't, last time we watched it, I was like, oh God, Belle's so annoying. She just thinks she's better than everyone because like, she reads. And Juno was like, hello. <laughs> and I was like, all right, there's no need to attack me. <laughs> That was really funny. Hey, anyway, so Miracle is about parents indulging their children. But then you've got that kind of set up again. <laughs> Matilda's parents who are fundamentally uninterested in her. And actually her mum is there and she's like, what's wrong with me, doctor? And the doctor's like, do you really not know? And she comes out and she's like clearly visibly very, very pregnant. He's like, you're having a baby. And she's like, he's like, can you honestly not guess what's wrong with you? And what did she say? Like, allergies. She's like massively, massively pregnant, literally giving birth. And then Mr. Wormwood turns up and he's like, a girl. And he's really angry. And so he's, you've got he's all got these... these balloons that say a boy. And he's like, but the balloons say a boy. Yeah. You mean my son is a girl. And then the doctor's like, no, you're And then you get the doctor singing that bit about every life, life is unbelievably unlikely. And when we saw it last week, the guy playing the doctor was in the version of Anything Goes that we saw at the cinema the other week. So that was quite exciting. We didn't see any famous people in the audience. They might have been there. So Miracle, it goes on forever. It's a really long song. It's Um, a miracle. And you know, I'm going to make a confession. So the first time I listened, the first thing I heard from Matilda the Musical was that song. I listened to it before we went to see it. Did you not like it? And I thought, Jesus Christ, I don't want to sip through this for two and a half hours because of how squawky the children are. And I was like, this sounds horrible. I'm a little ballerina. Like that. This sounds absolutely dreadful. And then it isn't. But so if you hear that and you're like, oh, mate, I don't think I can cope <laughs> with this. You'll be fine. It's all good. Yep. So yeah, Miracle is, it's very funny. And there's that children's entertainer guy who's like something these days. I can't remember what the song, I can't remember what he actually says. He's not in the film, is he? No, I don't think so. Um, And then there's, I think it's a song everybody should know. Everyone at my school deaf. Bohemian Rhapsody. No. Oh, okay. oh, no, sorry, because we're talking about Matilda. Okay. <sighs> what song is it, do you know? The song is Naughty. Genius. Sometimes song. you have to be a little bit naughty. It's I know so the words good. for this. I it's could such, sing it for you. It's such a good song. And it references Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet, yeah. And it's a great demonstration of the children in the show, particularly Matilda, have to speak with this like really precise diction. Like that love and fate and a touch Touch of stupidity. stupidity. It's really precise though, isn't it? It's really, really like specific the way that she has to say it. Yeah. Which is what I was even more impressed with with the little girl. Is her name Alicia, Alicia Weir or something who mm. played her in the new she's film? She's Irish. And she's Irish and she's doing that and it's yeah. incredibly so convincing. So if you've seen the new film, the girl playing Matilda is actually That's Irish. That's not even her accent. So she's doing all of that. Isn't there a video of her like being told she's got yeah, the part. Yeah, there's a really cute video of her hearing over like a Zoom call that she's got the part and her being really excited and her family celebrating and it is very, very wholesome content. And doesn't the call like last for ages and she's just like nodding and smiling like, yeah, get to the point, yeah. people. She's very cute. She's a bit older, isn't she, than the Matildas usually are. How old do you have to be to play Matilda Juno? I know you've looked this Eight up. to 12. Eight you to have 12. to be um, four foot three or under. So Juno sadly is ruled out. I'm too tall. Matilda, she's too tall. I'm so sorry that you... Came four foot six. That's really mm, I can sad still for you. Play anyway, in so yeah, she sings this song naughty, and it is just, it's just a really good song, isn't it? Yeah, it's very cool. And then there's school song, which is I keep saying clever. the word genius. It is, but though. school song, especially in how it's performed. Not sing rousing. Well, that, that's she... I'm going to save that for um, revolting children. Oh yeah. The school song. Do you want to talk about school song? Yeah. So it like goes through the alphabet and it's really good. But in a really clever way, because if yeah, you just listen to the song... It doesn't go A, B, C, D. Well, it does at It's the in end, the same way that in the song Six from Six. Yeah, it goes When it's one of a kind, no category, kind, no too category, many years. Too many years. So it goes through all of that. So the school song does the same thing where it does... Four, five it sing, more minutes. They sing the song six. and in the new version of the film, it's when they're walking through the school and you see the letters like on classroom doors and stuff, so don't you? it's more obvious. And in the musical, it's so clever 
Because there's like this gate and there's squares in it that like are like blocks, cut out. Like the sort of blocks that children yeah, play with. And there's the blocks stage that have letters on. It's all decorated like that, isn't yeah. it? So when you first and go there's in. There's blocks all around the stage that are letters. And there's words. It says anger, scarf, acrobat. There's atmosphere. Like, I, and yeah, you can hear, while you're waiting for the show to start, you can hear children all around the theatre like spotting words. It's really, so it gives you something to do. Yeah. So school song is sung largely by. Adults pretending to be children. Like, they could at least get some, like, teenagers who were from, like, a high school or something. This is a pet hate of mine that I think I've passed on to Juno. Adults playing the part of children. I find it cringe. I loathe it. When, what was the one we saw? Bed knobs and broomsticks. Bed knobs and broomsticks, which was, we saw on tour. I don't think it's been on in the West End, but it was absolutely delightful. It was so good. the three children, two of them were played by children and one of them was played by a grown up and it just, it felt a bit weird. And it just gives me flashbacks to when I saw the play of The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe in like the 90s and it was still Peter who'd played him in the TV series. And by that point he must have been like 35. Were the rest kids? I think so. Which was, I don't really remember. It was just the fact that it was I think actual it's Peter. Cringe when it's they just weird. To be children. I assume there's things about it because obviously, if you've got children in the cast, they can only work so many hours, and you've got to have tutors and yeah. all of that stuff's a nightmare. So I do get it, and obviously, it beefs up the ensemble, doesn't it? Having adults singing. Yeah, and- so it worked for something like when I grow up, it's good, but it's just adults in school uniform is a bit. It's like, is is it your last day of sixth form, guys? Are you getting people to sign your shirts? What's are you setting off stink bombs in the maths corridor? What's going on? So back to the gate. So there's like little spaces in it that are different, like shapes of square, and it could actually be really dangerous. It's a when crazy you're doing it thing that because, they do. So there's like these two boys or something who are who are clearly like forty two and. They're like pushing the blocks through the... So the rest of the ensemble are doing that, aren't they? So they're pushing the blocks through. So it's like, so you think you're able and someone puts the A through. And like half a second later, the person's on it. Yeah, they they jump before they put it on. They're climbing around and there's certain bits where they're like... They've jumped before it's there. They're in the motion of sitting down on it before it's pushed through. And I'd never really noticed it that much before. But it's a bit like... Imagine having to learn that. And you think every time there's a cast change, then you can see them organising it. So there's like the people who are at the gate putting the blocks through, but then there's people behind who are like feeding them the right block and they've got to like have it prepped. And the light as well. So the spotlight shines on that letter in that exact spot. So just the amount of intricacy that's gone into that is insane. Now I'm going to talk about the lyrics for that. It goes, so you think you're able... To survive this mess by B. being a prince or a princess, you will soon see there's no escaping tragedy. And even e. if you put in heaps of effort... Oh, sorry, I just got bored of training in. If you put in heaps of effort, F. you're just wasting energy because your life, as you know, it is ancient history. That's oh, kind of the H. So that's... It's ancient. It's really clever because ancient it's not even just like sounds at the start ancient. of words, like the tragedy and the ancient, like the fact that that's H at the start of ancient. It's genius. I've said um, that like 14 times now. Um, for R, the word is asked. Yeah. If you said asked, that wouldn't work. Yeah, you very specifically have to say it in a southern accent, don't you? Q- Can you imagine if they Q had... Q is curious. Imagine if there was someone with a northern accent doing it and they'd be like asked and everyone would be like, wait, what? No, that's not asked. the letter. You've just ruined it. You've curious. ruined Matilda and now John's so fallen off the gate and he's dead. <laughs> you ruined it's a bit dramatic. John fell off the gate and now he's dead. <laughs> that's what it's Oh dear. <laughs> what are you looking at? I'm trying to find if anyone was called John. Duh. Obviously someone will be called John. The next song is Pathetic. There's no need to be rude about it, Juno. You might not (laughs) like it, but what's the name of the song? Pathetic. Oh, okay. So that's sung by Miss Honey, who, like, she's got some issues. She, like, is knocking on Transpool's door and, like, having a go at herself for being pathetic. She's scared. Yeah, she is. And then she's she's always uh, been abused by Miss Trunchbull. She's annoyed with herself for being scared. In the film, there's something about how when she was younger, Miss Trunchbull broke her arm, but not in the new film. I don't remember that. Like I'll break her arm again, but in the new film and the musical that doesn't happen. It's a bit much, isn't it? And she won't knock on the door, and she's like, "I'll just do it later." Then then she does. Then there's the hammer, and this is when so Miss Honey has said something about I think Matilda should be put with the eleven-year-olds. I'm hiccuping. And Miss Trench, but what? I'm sorry, I was about to yawn and I tried to stifle it, but it just meant I did a really weird <laughs> blink. So it looked like I was trying to like pass secret messages. <laughs> Literally, just like, and, I don't know why that happened. Some kind of code? What? I forget learning <laughs> Three this. Three blinks. 
for yes. Well, why not two? I don't know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> what happens is, oh yeah, so she goes in and she's like, I believe that Matilda is an exception to the rules and Miss Trunchbull's like... <gasps> the idea of an exception to the rules is like, she's not keen on that issue. Like, look at my trophies gleam in the sunlight. See how they shine. Yeah, she's crazy. It's something about hammer throwing champion 1969. And then she goes crazy. She's like, when I spun around, did I look at the view? What? When I threw the hammer, did I wave my hands? No, I did not. And it, it's funny, but she's yeah. like, what? She's really like caught in the like, moment, no, isn't she? No, 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 no. Then there's in the boxes. There's no one sitting in the boxes. I like yeah. this. Like with the Lion King, they were in the boxes. And that's yeah. why you couldn't have them. So all the children were in it and they were like, if you want to throw the hammer for your country. McGee, could... um, anyway, you do the... No, I'll do I'm going to get it wrong. No, you're not. No, um, you do the Can't if you want to throw so the hammer nervous. for your country bit. Okay. If you want to throw the hammer for your country. You have to stay inside the circle all the time. Uh, oh, is that it? Just, no, there's oh, more. Oh, right. I'm no, not singing I, anymore. I missed a bit. And That's enough. Bambinatum es Magitum is the, the motto of the Cruncham Hall. And it means children are maggots, and but I, it doesn't really mean One of the that. times we saw it, I got a mug that says children are maggots and Juno was really offended about it. You were genuinely <laughs> like, um, if how dare you? children are maggots, Maggots, don't comment. If you don't agree, then if you think children are maggots, like don't be a teacher. Like, yeah, seems like a weird career choice for her. Shouldn't Miss Trunchbull be like a prison warden or something? (laughs) I don't think there are a lot of children in prison. (laughs) Okay, the musical would be a bit weird. (laughs) My mummy says I'm a miracle because I'm already in an adult jail. (laughs) To be fair, they do say Matilda's a gangster. And then once again, it could be like Paddington Two. She's a lowercase G. Everything, everything comes back to Paddington Two. Yes. Oh, oh my God! They could do like a super musical with like all the criminals, and it could be set in the prison where Paddington Two's there. Wait, he's not called Paddington Two. He's just called Paddington. That's weird. Oh, anyway, is it time for Bruce? No. Why? Loud. I hate that song. So Miss Honey goes to the house and Mrs. Wormwood sings this stupid song about being loud and it's just horrible. Like, it's a horrible song. And you can never remember any words. No. She's just like, you gotta be loud. Literally, I'm not even sure there's a discernible tune, but she just does a lot of high kicks and that Rodolfo dude, like, slides around in his flares and it's a bit <laughs> weird. And <laughs> does, like, some really high kicks and the splits and it's all a bit strange. But it's, it's just, weird, it's that guy. wrong doll thing of, like, parents being terrible and the fact that the Wormwoods are obsessed with telly and Roald Dahl was very, very snotty about this kind of thing. So it's just his sort of weird snobbery, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So it's No, this little girl. Oh, yeah, but that song's boring. <laughs> this little girl. Yeah. Like, all right, and then Jenny, we get it. Bruce! You'll never again be subject to abuse for your immense caboose. That call means, the truce, but... Bruce. Time for you to put that tumbly tum to use. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Uh, okay. And I think in the film, especially, like, that seems can, really good sure. because the, they all get cool um, tiger. Film yeah, the choreography is really cool, isn't it? I feel like uh, in the film, Bruce. Like There's in, a key change in mm. school song, especially. I think the choreography that you get, and in Revolting Children, because it's like right there in front of you on the screen. I feel like you appreciate the choreo more in the film than you there's, do in the show. There's something really creepy in the new film where so Hortensia she start she's like, "Hey, new kids, so you think you're able?" And she's got she's suck she's wearing a beret, she's sucking <laughs> a lollipop, and she's got her arm in a. There's so much going on there. And I'm like, like, what is her story? Is she from France? Time out. Like, what happened to your arm? Why are you wearing a beret? Oh, why are you doing a lollipop? Are you applying to art school? Like, what's going on? Like, It's really, it's quite weird. She's like sat menacingly on the climbing frame, isn't she? Yeah. But like, every time she turns up, it's just to say something in like a... I'm scared. You're like, mate. And then in the last song, um, she is with Bruce leading a revolution. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Yeah, but we So the will. second half starts yeah. with Telly, where Mr. Wormwood comes on. You don't on. know if it started or not, because the no. lights are still on. The lights are still on. The house lights are still it's on. Not part and of the plot. Mr. Wormwood, and right, another thing that you don't get in the film, the new film, but you do get in the show, is Matilda's brother. Yeah. 
Michael. Not, yeah, there's some. He's, he's in really the show, lame. but literally, very. Like, I'm not really sure what's going on with him. Like, all he's, he ever does. All he ever does is watch telly. He sits in a chair and, and just shouts, Telly! And there's a bit crazy. where Mr. Wormwood's been really horrible to Matilda, and then he sits down on the armchair, and Matilda's older brother, again, played by an adult, comes and, like, curls up on his dad's lap, and it's. I'm not really sure what I'm laughing at in that bit. I'm like, I'm. Mm, I'm not really sure what's happening here. Anyway, so those two come on, and he sings this, All I know, I know from telly. And Bigger than Michael telly, literally just. Shouts the word telly. Every time he says telly, he's like, telly! There was that bit where he's pulling books off the bookshelf and going like, Jane Austen in the composting and he's throwing them and the guy playing Michael caught every single one in that bag. It was impressive skills. And that gets you... And then he like... Maybe he's really bad at acting and that's why all he yells is telly and he's actually a professional capture People who don't know, who haven't seen the show, I think, when Mr. Wormwood comes on, because he starts doing a speech, doesn't he, where he's like, right, I'd like to apologise for some things that you've seen in this first half that are very upsetting and very traumatic and you're like oh what is it and it's people reading and then he's like please put your hand up if you have ever read a book and then loads of people put their hands up and he goes oh it's worse than I thought and then he picks out someone in the front row to pick on for reading books which again is like quite a panto thing isn't it and then he's like will he read more books yes has he learnt to never put his hand up again in a theatre? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that bit is quite funny. And then you get When I Grow Up, which is just such a lovely up. song. And there's swings and they're swinging over the... <gasps> over, out over <sighs> the audience. Jeez. Yeah, the staging of When I Grow Up is really cute. So these swings come down, there's a slide that comes on from the back. And everyone comes down there. They swing like out, they like swing on their stomachs and like come all the way out over the front rows of the stalls. And then Miss Honey and sings a bit. Yeah, about... it's just, it's a really lovely song. And then you get like a bit of... When I grow up. Just because you find that life's not fair, it Why doesn't mean that you just have to grin and bear it. I just think that's the natural way of things. Yeah, You've got yeah, a better falsetto yeah. than me. Falsettos. Oh, falsettos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we should, I'm still so traumatized from watching doing falsettos. An episode on falsettos. <gasps> oh, can we just do it. an episode about Andrew Reynolds and no. how amazing he is? Okay, so oh, okay, then sad. So yeah, I'm when here. I grow up, is oh okay. Yeah, but um, when I grow up, is really good. It's really nice to play on the piano as well. So then the next song is I'm Here. Very dramatic, That's intense Matilda song. Matilda and the Escapologist. Yeah, so she sort of gets so deep involved in the story that she ends up duet, and it's after her dad's been really, really mean to her, isn't it? Yeah, so she's dreaming at how a dad could be nice to her. Yeah. And that's it's, why she is in yeah, it. Yeah, so you obviously get that. I'm going to use the word juxtaposition here because I want to sound smart. That juxtaposition between Mr. Wormwood, who is a terrible father, and the escapologist, who, to be fair, also a pretty rubbish dad because he doesn't even notice that this woman, who he has asked to look yeah, after his daughter, is actually abusing her. Like, hi! she's hiding it. Pay attention! And he's always busy. Yeah, but I feel like you shouldn't be too busy to notice that your child is being um, assaulted and locked in a cellar. Mm. A cellar in the sky, as Juno apparently calls an attic. The upper so, yeah, cellar. Yeah, they sing that song. I said I'm the here. upper basement. And it's cute, actually, that song, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't want to upset you, Daddy. What is it? Don't cry, Daddy. The way she says daddy. it is really funny. Daddy. No. Maybe he went like to Canada for a week and a half or something, and just all this stuff happened Chill to out. him. Next is when it, the smell of rebellion. I'm excited about this. This is like Miss, Miss Trunchbull makes them have a PE lesson. Biz-ed. What? Biz Ed. And in the film, it's that bit where they're like in the mud and going through the obstacle course and she, and she goes like loopy. Kind of, and apparently Emma Thompson was singing that song live. Whilst on the golf whilst cart. Whilst like on the golf cart and then climbing up all the way to the top of that like tower thing. Discipline for children who aren't listening. It's basically a rap. I don't know all the words. Discipline, but it's just, discipline. it's Miss Trunchbull unravelling, isn't it? Because it's her. Then she goes, discipline, discipline. Emphasis discipline. on discipline, which is goes, completely bananas. Imagine a world with no children. Go on, close your eyes and just dream something. Go something about a stream. The peace and the quiet. A bubbling stream. Something. <laughs> In that cottage, you'll find a. A parrot. No, a carnival freak. Carnival freak. And a. Parrot called Zeke, who, who can, can fold paper, paper planes with, with his, his mind. mind. Papered something. It's hats in the. Oh, is it? Is it two different things? In the musical, and it's okay. planes and all things. And he says, "Don't let them steal your horses. Don't let them take them away." She's really going away. for it here, everyone. Just so you if know. You find your way There's some through. Going they'll on. be waiting for you, singing. Nay. Nay. Yeah. Oh, and nay. then one of the little boys goes, "She's." 
Dad. She goes, ha ha. And then, and then she goes back into her crazy discipline thing. Discipline, discipline, and discipline. And then the new thing happens. And, yeah. and then you get. Go through the plot already. The song Quiet. Yeah, I like that song. It's very clever at the start. I don't understand it, but I know the words. It's. Have you ever wondered, well, I have about how when I say, say red. She's auditioning. For example, there's no way of knowing if red, red means the same thing in your head as red means in my head when someone says red. Until if we are travelling at almost the speed of light and we're holding a light, that light will still travel away from us. Anyway, we don't need to sing the whole song, but it's very wordy. Right in a way, but I'm trying to say. Cut. It's very wordy, isn't it? Right, and it's the crux, the crux, <laughs> I say, of the whole thing. She's on a which hot air balloon. in... The film, the film, like the, the musical, musical film crazy. and the musical, it's all about Matilda's rage, I think, which is going to bring me on to my comparison, which I'll do it after we've talked about all the songs. I've nearly forgotten about that. Matilda's so angry. And I think in the show and the film of the show, that's why she doesn't need her powers anymore because they come from her rage because like her powers are super, super strong right at the end when she gets the trunch ball for once and for all. And that's because she's the most angry at that point. But then once the trunch ball has gone and her parents are gone... She's not kind of undervalued and ignored. She can still use them. I think she just doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't feel like she needs anyway, to. So Quiet is a really nice song. Yeah. And that's then she goes to Miss Honey's house and you get My House. Uh, no, wait, but in Quiet, she kind of just wants everything to stop. She's like, she says her dad and her mum and the telly and you're like, fair enough. And she then and she's like, and stories would stop for just once because she just wants everything to stop. What? Can I just say something what? that I forgot to mention before? Right. Did you notice that the first time she's at the library, when she starts telling the story, Miss Honey was there? Yeah. And she, but she didn't know, like, and Mrs. Phelps said to her, oh, that's Miss Honey, she's going to be your teacher. So it's almost like Miss that Honey's story, story somehow came to her in that moment that Miss Honey was there. Yeah. And then, then every time she goes back to the library... It's like after she's been at school. So it's like contact with Miss Honey mm. helps her. Boom. I know. Oh, I need to mention something with I'm Here and Quiet. So they have the same introduction. It goes... That's uncanny. And that, be quiet. And they're like the same introduction. And that's some kind of connection between them. Because it's meant to be like... It's like they a revelation, isn't it? powers... Yeah, but I think it's meant to be like a moment of clarity where like the yeah. dad found out what was really happening and Matilda like I kind of like in that moment sort of realizes what she can do and what yeah. needs to be done, don't you think? Yeah. And then Miss Honey takes her back to her weird shed in the woods and sings My House, which is really <laughs> sad. Yeah. This we keeps me dry when the rain falls. At my school they did a kind of shortened yes. performance of this a few Double years ago. Doll. Double Doll. It was Charlie this and, and Charlie. Patrick I've seen in you. And the student who played Miss Honey, whose name is Winnie, has got the most beautiful voice and she played Miss Honey and it made me cry. When she sang this, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I can't even cope. Anyway, it was really good. It was lovely, wasn't it? Yet another great production. We've talked about School of Rock at School. Uh, it's just Have how we? great these musicals... Yeah, we mentioned it the other week, didn't In we? Sister Act. Yeah, because I said reason. Sister Act wasn't as good as the school a production of School of Rock. Okay, and anyway. then... And then... Whoa! Oh my God. Never again. Oh, wait, we're not I love the song Sorry. so much. So it finished like Matilda vanquishes the Trunchbull oh, in the film. In the new film, there's all the crazy stuff where there's loads of chokies and she gets all the stuff with the chains that she forms into like a version of Magnus as the escapologist. I'm waving my arms around here like I can do this kind of magic. <laughs> and it's you really wish. crazy. Like the special effects, special effects, special effects <laughs> in the new film are wild. <laughs> And then she runs off and then Bruce gets up on the table and does the and then starts off Revolting Children, which absolutely slaps. It's the best song in the whole show. I have um, a bit that I was confused about. What was it? So at the end they go, R-E-V-O-L-T-I-N. Come on! U-S-I-N-G, U-S-I-N-G. You might mistake that for... Them spelling the word using. Which they is what don't. I always thought. Me too. Do you know but what's going on with this? Why are you talking like Matilda? I don't know. But then they go, but it's actually you As sing. in like, it's meant to be Y-O-U, but they just say you. Like they're texting in the early 2000s. Like you, no, but they're the, they sound exactly the same. So so it's U-S-I-N-G, so it's saying you. And they spell, S-I-N-G, spell as S-P-E-L. We can S P. I mean, SPL, how we like, it's just yeah. SPL. It is, oh, I find this really clever. It is 2L8 for you. Do they say that? 
Yeah, it is too early for you. We are I'm always too busy, just like really getting excited. If you look at the lyrics, it's number two, the letter L, eight, as in too late. What? That's upsetting. That's ruined the song for me. Four, like number four. Please stop. And then you, the letter U. You're upsetting me now. Anyway, Revolting Children is the best song. And especially in the new film, the way they do Revolting Children and the choreography is amazing. Yeah. And when both times we saw it at the cinema, I was absolutely losing my mind at this point. So good. That's the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But in you the new film, about- there's a new song, which is that Holding My Hand song. And it's where there's a giraffe at the school, which is a bit random. <laughs> you but need it's really to talk cute. about your comparisons. Really like right. Then that's it. One of my, we've got two comparisons. One of them we did mention in the Eugenius episode. That idea that Matilda did, did doesn't invent the story of the escapologist and the... Oh, yeah. We talked about Acrobat. that in Eugenius. Yeah, but it's like, we think that must be how it was so meant to work in Eugenius too. Right, Matilda. here's my theory, everyone. If you're a child, this might mean nothing to you. But if you're like a grown-up, hear me out here. The plot of Matilda and the plot of Carrie by Stephen King, exactly the same, I'm- except in Carrie, everyone dies. I'm just going to explain what I think happens in Carrie. Okay, go on then, Juno. So what I think happens in Carrie Juno, is- just to be clear, has not seen I've or not read seen Carrie. Carrie. I'm not that bad a parent. There's... There's this girl who's like a teenager and she's called Carrie, obviously. Carrie! Yeah. What? She says, like, no one uses her name and then she just has this whole song about being Carrie. And then she's like going to this prom and then she is like telecon. Teleconipsis. Teleconipsis powers. We do know the word, well, I forgot it. Yeah, but we do know it. But they say, I'm always going to call it telekinipsis now because it's what yeah. they say in the film. And right, so Carrie goes to the prom. Someone like dumps pig's blood over her head. There's yep. a reference to this in the Babysitter's Club. And um, <laughs> so what happens is she's like, girl, and then she kills everyone with yep. her powers. I'm now going to talk about the Babysitter's Club. Oh. So just this comparison. If you've seen the Babysitter's Club series, in Christy and the Snobs, there is this really funny bit where... Christy's mum says something about the snob's mum being mean to her and she's like, next she's going to declare me prom queen and then dump a bucket of pig's blood over my head. Then Andrew, who's like five, is like, why would she do that? And Watson's like, it's a film, forget it. And there's also a really good <laughs> oh, reference funny. in the Babysitter's Club because Christy's mum is played she's by totally Alicia clueless. Silverstone, yeah, who obviously was sharing Clueless and Christy says that. She's not okay. totally Clueless. Anyway, so Carrie, like both films are about Telekinesis young girls doesn't kill sort everyone, of no. without a supportive family oh. who are not necessarily like accepted by those around them. Carrie is like really properly bullied and her mum is a religious fanatic. So Matilda's the not bullied. level of abuse, but no, well, she's bullied at home. But yeah, they're but like both of them with the parents is weird, and then they both develop the this power of telekinesis. That sounds wrong to me now. Telekinesis <laughs> sounds like the proper word. And they both then manifest that in these powers. But Matilda uses her powers to like get rid of a baddie, whereas Carrie uses hers to be the baddie. But it is really fun. like I carry the musical is not something that I've seen, but I would listen to a podcast about it and then read a book about it and then watched it on. I watched it on YouTube. <laughs> And I'm like obsessed with it. And the two things are basically the same. That's all I'm saying. Carrie and Matilda is basically the same story, except at the end of Carrie, spoiler alert. Everyone dies. She kills okay. everybody. The end of the podcast. So that's, we've actually episode. talked for a really long time there about Matilda. Is that all? Is that everything we needed to discuss? Yep. Cool, cool, cool. So chances are, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the two films, I'm guessing, probably read the book and maybe seen the show. So as always, if you want to let us, let us know what you think, you can comment on wherever you've listened to this podcast or on our Instagram, which is stage underscore appropriate. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back with more musical madness. Thank you soon. so much for listening. Bye.